Hello and welcome to Spicy Times. My name is Oliver Spicer. And I'm Louis. Louis, can you describe yourself as a type of architecture? Um, you know those really old buildings? Yeah. <laughs> that are like, so they're like, they're like wonky. They're like tilted. They're wonky buildings. You know those like old ones? Mm. They're like, they're like black and white. Oh, the Tudor, like yeah. Tudor ones. And they will like, look like they're going to fall over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those. <laughs> and... What about wonky Tudor buildings do you see yourself as? Because I am disorientated constantly. <laughs> so. You always feel like you're going to fall over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like more of a medical condition than no, a, no, kind of a personality trait. I'm just, I'm just, I just love those buildings. I just mm-hmm. want to replicate it. Yeah. Um, would you yourself like to live in one of those buildings? Um, if I could have it at like a 45 degree angle. <laughs> So I could like lean against the walls and be yeah. fine. Then yeah. Once you then come out of your house, would you then on the street below because you're used to your house be yeah. at a forty five degree yeah, angle? I would, I would. So you would become the wonky building. I would. Mm. It's a curse and a blessing. It is. Is it a blessing? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's a very uh, skillful thing to do. Mm-hmm. Could you somehow get like money for that? And I think if you got two people like that, you could like form like a triangle. Oh, yeah. You get two people like, leaning against each other. And then people would be impressed. Mm, the curtain's open. It's just two yeah. wonky people <laughs> leaning on. <laughs> they will applaud. Yeah. <laughs> Throw all their jewellery up. That's how you get paid. Okay, well, it sounds like a very productive and slightly worrying <laughs> piece of architecture. Well, this is Spicy Times, the podcast full of fun games. And our first game is Rock, Paper, Scissors, Help. Louis will decide which is the best object out of a rock, a piece of paper, and a pair of scissors to deal with a complicated social situation. So the first task is leaving a party early. I'm thinking you use like a rock, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever played like any like Far Cry games? I have not, no. Okay, in Far Cry games, it's like a stealth game. You have to like stay away from people. Yeah. You like throw a rock in a corner. Um, and then people like look towards the rocks, oh, they hear a noise. Yeah, that's smart. And then like you go the other way. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I'll just throw a rock sort of in the party and I will be like, how did a rock get here? And they'll yeah. like sort of turn around it and I'll just, I'll leave. <laughs> You'll just like scut around. Yeah. Okay. Um, in a party, are you sure that a rock wouldn't do any like kind of damage to <laughs> someone's like glass objects or furniture? Even better, more noise, <laughs> more, more, no. more distraction, more distraction. Yeah. Would you, um, if you're invited to the same place over and over again, would it slowly just fill up with rocks? <laughs> it would, and then every every time I go, um, there would always just be like a a glass someone's holding, and then a rock would come out of nowhere and smash mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and everyone would just be scared to go to parties because. Yeah. Uh, do you think over time people would kind of make the connection <laughs> that, okay, <laughs> the, the, every so time Louis rock. leaves, <laughs> there's a rock. rock is thrown, yeah. Louis leaves. Yeah. Um, well, when they do, I'll just start throwing rocks at people and they'll like, forget about stuff. <laughs> wow. I'll like, I'll, like, knock out their memory. As <laughs> soon as you know it, all of your solutions to problems are just rocks. <laughs> it's just rocks. Okay. Um, you know those, like, Greek cities that have been buried by, like, sand and mm. stuff? There's no sand in Greece. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, mi- I'm mixing up two very different concepts, Egyptian and Greek cities. Anyway, uh, over time, would their um, whole cities just be covered in rocks by you yeah, leaving just, them? just whole houses where parties used to be. Yeah. They'd just be covered in rocks. Be mm-hmm. a big pile of rocks. And you'd be like, oh, I guess that was like a, a party that we went to. Mm. Archaeologists, a thousand years in yeah. the future, discovering all the parties that Louis left. 
What about paper and scissors? Are there any uses that you could do with those? I mean, paper, you could just write, like, I'm leaving, and then leave. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and scissors? Um, I think you should start, like, cutting people's hair, mm. and everyone would be like, everyone would be crying. They'll be like, oh my god, someone cut all my hair off. <laughs> I and thought you meant if you give a bad enough haircut, they ask you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I get you to do that. <laughs> yeah, you offer people haircuts, and then they're just awful haircuts. Yeah. Mm. Okay, your next social situation is breaking up with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Uh, throw a rock at them. Oh no, Louis. <laughs> Come on. Enough rocks. Um, I think you should get paper. And you should do like origami. Yeah. And write like, write like a big sign of like, hey, I'm breaking up with you. But they're like so impressed by this massive origami like, yeah. paper sign that you, that you made that, that they, they like forgive you instantly. Mm -hmm. And they're okay with it. And then do they get the sign? I get the sign. Yeah. And they can put it on their wall for oh, to such a nice person. remind them. So God. <laughs> um, so would it be like a in the shape of an animal or like a flower or would it just be no, a no, big no. sign? It, it, it would be like um I'll do like a big swan and the swan <laughs> will be like holding up like words saying, I'm yeah. breaking up with you. Nice. Yeah. God. Or the swan the swan lays a paper egg. Yeah. And <laughs> inside the egg, the egg yeah. uh, it says I'm breaking up with you. Mm -hmm. That would be very sad. Um, but, you know, they get a nice gift. They do. Sometimes you need to <laughs> come to an end with a massive origami swan. Okay, what about paper? Wait, that's paper. What about scissors or rock? <laughs> no, we're not going back to that rock idea. <laughs> Angel. What, that you just throw yeah. a rock at them and leave? Yeah. I mean, because they don't know what's happening. Mm, yeah. Maybe you could, like, throw a rock put them in like a coma and then like <laughs> and then tell them that um you were never dating and that they're like wow like, just like, manipulation by just gaslight them yeah. yeah awful absolutely awful <laughs> i didn't know what i expected but somehow it got worse um and scissors um give a haircut to their cat <laughs> so bad that they ask you to leave you take their pet, like a cat or a dog, mm. and like you, you cut it, um, in a way that like you write a message in. in oh, the fur. yeah, yeah. So like when, when people get fades and then they write yeah, a message yeah, in it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do that on all their pets. So <laughs> when they after you've broken up with them, when they've gone to like seek comfort from their pets, yeah. like they get as a second, after, yeah, <laughs> for like months after they'll just say, mm. "I'm breaking up with you." Yeah, yeah. Wow. Imagine if they misinterpret that and they think their cat is breaking up with them. <laughs> now you've just... <laughs> and then I get a cat, I'll take it. Okay, and the final social situation you need to solve is solving a fight between friends. Um, I will give them all three of the objects and tell them to play rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Oh, and, and then whoever, whoever wins. wins, wins the fight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you think that not all problems can be solved by rock, paper, scissors? Um, a famous philosopher once said, all problems can be solved by rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and then uh, hit someone on the head with a yeah. rock. <laughs> Was it you? <laughs> it might have <be> me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so would they like in real life duel with rock, paper and scissors? Yeah, they would. Mm -hmm. they, they'd each have like two pairs of scissors, yeah. um, two pieces of paper, two rocks. And then, you know, on the count of three, they'd pull one out. Yeah. 
Um, and whoever wins gets to, you know, use that against someone. Because it's, you know, it's in real life. Like, it's in real life. It's so, a real for life fight. Yeah. Okay. And then whoever wins out of that. Yeah. So out of actual rock, paper, and scissors, which one do you think is the best? Where I, <laughs> I don't even know why I bothered asking that. If you get a big pair of scissors, it could yeah. do some damage. Well, it depends. Bad on haircut. Yeah. <laughs> They're so embarrassed they leave the fight. <laughs> um, and paper, you can make an origami sword. Good. Yeah. Lots of possibilities of weapons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm not sure if that was a successful game. I feel like it's just inciting <laughs> violence whenever there's an awkward social situation. Sometimes you've got to um, throw those rocks. Exactly, that's what you've got to do. Yeah. Okay, our next game is Back and Forth Blame. Louis and I will take turns at blaming each other for a certain wrongdoing. And today's wrongdoing is breaking into a supermarket at night. So, Louis, why did you break into the supermarket? Um, because I saw you doing something in the supermarket but no one else saw it but I did and it was it was a terrible thing you did and so I needed to break in at night uh while no one was there to steal the uh CCTV footage yeah um you know to have evidence of of this horrible act you committed (laughs) well I'm sorry I only took all the good flavored (laughs) milk (laughs) Oh, the chocolate milk. Oh, the chocolate milk. I don't, I don't, I'm not fond of banana or strawberry or regular. Yeah. So I only have chocolate milk and I'm too embarrassed. I'm too embarrassed by you (laughs) for making me feel bad for taking everyone else's chocolate milk. I paid for it. I, I opened the cash register myself. I put in 10 pounds and I took all their stock of chocolate <laughs> that's that's how much chocolate milk is worth to you. Ten yeah. pounds. Well, ten pounds. It was like a hundred. No, that's way too cheap. <laughs> it was like ten cartons of chocolate milk. Um. Look. Okay. Chocolate milk is probably the most valuable resource we currently mm. have. Yeah. Available. Um. And the fact that you paid ten pounds for ten cartons of chocolate milk is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you just scammed the supermarket. <laughs> I mean, I did break in. Yeah, I call it a little yeah. more than a scam. Yeah. But um, I think it's your fault, really. Because you always hate me drinking my cereal <laughs> with non-chocolate milk. <laughs> it's because, look, look, look. It's because you have to put the chocolate milk in chocolate cereal. Mm. If you put normal milk in um, in chocolate cereal, you get like a, a normal milk with maybe like a chocolate colour. It doesn't actually taste of chocolate milk. Yeah. So that's why I get so annoyed at you is because... You need to put the chocolate milk in the chocolate cereal to really get like the double chocolate taste. You mm-hmm. know? It's causing inflation by making false chocolate. Milk. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you're worried that when you put cereal, uh, it like chocolate cereal in chocolate milk to make mm-hmm. sure there's like no diffusion of chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that still seems like your fault. <laughs> no, it's your fault because you're the one using normal milk in uh in chocolate cereal, and that's. That's just not acceptable. Yeah, but <laughs> that may not be acceptable, but you drove me to this madness. <laughs> you cannot blame me for your own problems. <laughs> well, I've, I still feel like that's your judgment on me. No, it's an objective truth and, mm. uh, and you have the problem. Well, I've heard that you've been reading chocolate milk propaganda sold, <laughs> sold by chocolate milk makers to sell chocolate milk. Um, that all cereal 
Not even just chocolate ones. This is radical. (laughs) This is radical thinking that all cereals have to be consumed with chocolate milk. I mean, I couldn't help but agree with that. I mean, (laughs) it's a very true statement. You're brainwashed. (laughs) (laughs) I heard you actually wrote those articles and that propaganda to trick me because you knew I was a vulnerable target. Only how much I love chocolate milk. Yeah. Only under your instruction did I invest in a hundred chocolate milk producing cows because you said that they would be worth that they'd be the new currency and be valued over one pound per litre. But they were not Louis. <laughs> Hence why I only gave ten pounds for ten cartons of chocolate milk. You're the one who enslaved <laughs> To, and then, like, genetically engineered them to produce chocolate milk only. Yeah, it turns out that that is actually the true form of cows, and that cows, regular milk cows, have been genetically engineered out of that. Oh, so you just freed the cows? Yeah, we persuaded them <laughs> to go back to their roots, um, and it turned out to be a, not a very wise investment. <laughs> Still a bad investment. Adding cocoa beans after milk is a yeah. lot is a lot safer. Yeah. I still blame you though. <laughs> because of the <laughs> chocolate propaganda that I wrote. Exactly. You wrote it. It's your you, you convinced the cows to return to chocolate milk and then you wrote a bunch of propaganda. And I'm lost in the in my <laughs> chocolate milk ideology. Okay, I may be going to jail, but yeah. at least by putting by spreading the message of chocolate milk on the podcast, <laughs> it may go up to one pound and one cent. Make and then, it, it's a different currency. And then, and then it'll be very valuable. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll be not a millionaire. I'll have 10 more P. That's good. great. I can afford a tenth of the chocolate milk then. <laughs> okay. Our next game is a quiz. Unbelievable biographies. I have a collection of strange facts about historical figures and Louis must decide which one is real out of four. Four? Three possible answers. <laughs> There's a fourth fake one. There's a decoy one. Okay, so our first leader is Queen Elizabeth I. Did it take her four hours to dress herself? Did she drink everything with a pickle in? Or did she fine anyone who wore orange? She fined them? She fined people who wore orange, yes. How much? Um, <laughs> One carton of chocolate milk. No, that's worth a one... One pound, one one p. Mm, worth a lot more back then. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more rare. I don't know. I guess some money. <laughs> <laughs> Their life. Their life. Yeah. I mean, I don't think orange is like the most subtle color, but I don't. I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't think you should find people for wearing orange. Mm-hmm. You're a pro orange. <laughs> I'm pro orange. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's because the pro orange propaganda I've been reading. <laughs> um, is that orange the fruit or just orange as a concept? Just all, just all okay, orange. Just all orange. Yeah. So do you think orange was like, maybe the color was valued more back then? Did it have some kind of meaning? Oh, and so she wants to have it for herself. Yeah, maybe. For I'm going to be real with you. I think I'm going to snap out of my orange propaganda. I think the orange juice is worse than apple juice. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't think oranges should be valued. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> <Wow. laughs> you really <laughs> switched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm switching sides. Apple juice is better. Maybe that's why she fined everyone that wore orange. She was a team apple kind of She's team apple, yeah. Person, yeah. <laughs> so she was so pro apple mm-hmm. that she decided that anyone that supported the oranges yeah. um should go to jail. Yeah. Or no, just get fined. Because <laughs> orange juice is like bitter. Mm. There's apple juice is like a apple juice is apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a I used to be an orange person. Yeah. 
Um, but now <laughs> your amazing speech that you just gave has really swayed me. Um, and I'm finding anyone who wears orange. Yeah. I'm just checking myself. <laughs> um, do you think that's realistic though? I mean, it's definitely justifiable, you know, if it mm. happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she was team Apple. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you think she did with the money when she find people? Bought my apple juice. <laughs> Funded groups to get rid of the oranges. Okay. It took her servants four hours to dress herself. What do you think about that? Um, maybe she had a lot of orange clothing from when she was on the orange team. And so the servants sort of went through her wardrobe, dressing her in all the clothes until yeah. she was happy with it. Um, but because there was so much orange clothing that they had to go through just to get to like anything that wasn't orange. It took them like four hours to find anything. Wait, is this because she confiscated orange items? Yeah. And you know, she hid them in her, in her lost, yeah. uh, wardrobe. So it's like, you need to, it's almost like Narnia where yeah. the, <laughs> the closet is so big yeah. that you need like four hours just to adventure in there. Maybe fight off some kind of closet animals. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fight off the oranges, and uh, then get out with something suitable for the queen to wear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, how many servants do you think were required to do this task? Um, you need at least a group of 20. I mean, 20, it's a, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a scary place in the, and in the Narnia wardrobe. How many came back? <laughs> Only one. With the wow. <laughs> the rest are then made into clothes. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a weird German fairy tale. <laughs> so... It took it took her servants so long because it took her four hours. Oh mm. uh, yeah. Okay. What if then she didn't like it? Well, you know, then you have to go back and adventure with a, yeah. a bigger group of people. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like on average it took four hours. Sometimes yeah. it was like ten minutes because it was right in front, but sometimes it was like sixteen days. It's <laughs> a <laughs> real. You have to go over the mountain, speak to some trolls. You know, yeah. a classic wardrobe stuff. <laughs> what about drinking everything with a pickle in? So adding a pickle to everything she drank. Um, you know, that's, that's just disgraceful, to be honest. <laughs> disgraceful. Yeah. If you get like a 400-year-old bottle of wine and then you put a pickle in. Yeah. Well, I mean, just anything with a pickle in it is just, you know. Uh, do you not know about the health benefits <laughs> of adding pickles to anything you eat? I do not know about that. Wow. Would you like strange. to give me some propaganda? I would that? not because <laughs> <laughs> at this point in time, I am also unaware. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but i don't know it feels like you know in the elizabethan ages they probably had a lot of weird cures for stuff you know like mm. your foot hurts you drink a pickle <laughs> your eyes hurt you drink, drink a pickle, pickle. <laughs> you're so, about to die you drink a pickle yeah and then <laughs> you get another life mm. as a pickle yeah so which one do you think is the most realistic did it take her servants four hours to dress her did she drink everything with a pickle in, or did she find anyone who wore orange? I think that the four-hour one is most likely, but I'd go with the orange one because it's a curveball. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Louis, because your initial judgment of it taking four hours to dress her. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the big wardrobe. I kind of doubt it, though. Um, was correct. Anyway, <laughs> after that loss, maybe you can regain it with George Washington. Did he call top hats crowns for cats? Did he pretend his first name was Giles for anyone he didn't like? Or did he crack walnut shells with his teeth? Does he look like a nutcracker? Does he kind of look like a nutcracker? Is that a thing? 
Like he has his like red costume and then his yeah. jaw just maybe, comes maybe, in. Maybe he had one of those costumes. He just liked to mm-hmm. cosplay as a nutcracker. They do kind of have the white hair. Yeah. And the, did he have a beard? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I need a dime to check. <laughs> um, so do you think that's likely or unlikely? It's understandable. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like if he doesn't have a walnut cracker with him, he can just yeah, do it himself. Yeah, he can do it himself. Is it a good party trick as well? It is. He can like, he'll like take the nutcracker from a table and then like replace it with himself in the costume and see if anyone notices. Mr. President, why are you on the table? <laughs> just put a walnut in my mouth and see what happens. Trust me, trust me on this one. Do you think he would get, maybe he'd get sick of it, you know? Like, oh, maybe that's why he ran for president. He I don't want to be. Of, yeah, he got tired of being yeah. a nutcracker. I don't want to be the walnut guy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what about calling top hats crowns for cats? I mean, it's definitely a better name. Mm. Um, if anything, it's just a, a compliment yeah. to, to top hats. For top ca- hats or cats? Crowns, cats, and top hats to compliment mm. all of them. Yeah, of course. So that's pro hats, pro top hats? I, I think it is pro top hats. Okay. I don't know. I feel like there's something kind of begrudging about that statement. Crowns for cats. Okay, well, from where I stand, cats are kind of cool. Yeah. Crowns are kind of cool. Mm. Crowns for cats. Mm. But what about those people who like dress up their cats? And that's that's kind of weird. I'm not. That I'm not 100 pro. That, that is that is kind of weird. But I'm I'm imagining like a like a English speaking cat who can like walk on two legs. Human sized. Human sized. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and he wears a top hat. And he wears a top hat. Yeah. He's a gentleman. Yes. I'd be scared of him, but he's a gentleman. <laughs> He'd be very polite about his existence, which Wait, I'm isn't, terrified isn't that, of. Isn't that the can hat actually? Oh yeah, it would be. <laughs> Maybe that's not a good top hat. <laughs> was George Washington around when Dr. <laughs> Zeus wrote uh, The Cat and Hat? I'm sure he envisioned it. Mm. He used to rhyme all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he used to rhyme yeah, with rhymed. a dime. <laughs> um, what about pretending his first name was Giles for people he didn't like? Um, maybe he thought Charles was like a bad name and he was like, I'm going to make people say this terrible name because I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. So he just hates someone so much that he's like, you don't get to call me George. You, you get to, to call me You have to call me this worst name I can think of, Charles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the worst G name. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he just hates everyone with a G name and he wants to lower them mm-hmm. by, I don't know, maybe he pretends he's called Giles and then does tricks on people. <laughs> and then and they just blame everyone else called Giles. Yeah. Everyone suddenly has a thing for Giles mm. being like a bad person. Yeah. Do you think that's realistic? I think the the nutcracker one. Yeah. Not that he posed as a nutcracker, but I think that's probably the, the most realistic. Well, you're absolutely correct. He did used to crack walnut shells with his teeth, and that is why he had to get fake teeth in the end. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> Valid reason. If you ever actually go to your dentist with a problem. Just say you've been cracking one <laughs> I'm sure they'd be very impressed. Yeah. Um, okay, and our final historical leader is Louis XIV. Did he challenge other monarchs to flute battles? Or did he become king when he was four? Or did he refuse to say the word forest? What was the first one? Uh, he would challenge other monarchs to flute battles. And that means... I guess... Um, if you can play the flute well, and you know someone else can play flute. the flute. I, yeah, the I, flute. I, I, was, I was thinking of flute as like a verb. Like he, he challenged him to flute battles. I was like, what does flute mean? <laughs> as in the instrument, the flute. I mean, I guess he was 
good at playing the flute. Mm. I mean, I think that's a, a more fun way than, you know, a one-on-one combat type situation. Yeah, or an actual war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's to, um, what do you think would be the right situation where you go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flute battle you. Like, I'm going to invade your country. Yeah. Flute 1v1 right Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you go up to that army. Hang on. <laughs> Let me see the leader <laughs> waving around your big flute. And then, of course, the leader also carries a flute at all times. Mm, yeah. yeah. You need a flute on your person. Um, maybe, or you could have, like, a flute person to carry it. Mm-hmm. Like, here's my flute man. <laughs> he opens his jacket, and he's got various flutes. <laughs> Do you think he'd win a lot? I have not heard any French flutes, to mm. be honest. Yeah. The only flutes I have heard is in like Brazilian music. Yes. And I've, I'm yet to hear, you know, a French flute, so I cannot. So I guess if Brazil is good at flutes, <laughs> yeah. then Portugal is. Yeah. So then maybe he lost to the king or queen of Portugal. He probably did. Do you think the French horn was invented after Louis the Fourteenth lost a flute battle? And he started making up more instruments to, yeah. to be the best at. He was like, yeah, but I can do this one really well. It was custom designed for yeah. him. I'm like, wait, I don't have a French horn. So yeah. then he instantly won. Instant loss. That's how the French Empire began. <laughs> what about becoming king when he was four? Um, I mean, yeah, that might be a, a thing. Um, any, any problems with a toddler being a king i think they probably have an advisor but if they did not have an advisor then i'm sure um flute battles would definitely <laughs> exist yeah yeah he wouldn't even know what a war is he'd be yeah. like what's this war you're speaking of i only know flute battles <laughs> um would you trust your king or queen if they were four um i would not trust my king or queen period <laughs> wow very anti-monarchy pro four-year-old anti-monarchy yeah Pro flute battles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna support the queen if she can't show me a very exactly. good flute battle. And that is a challenge, <laughs> Elizabeth. I know you listen to Spicy Times. <laughs> okay. What about refusing to say the word forest? Well, I assume that he's not saying forest. He's saying forest in French. Yeah, forest but in I French. Don't, I don't know what that the translation is, but maybe it's like la forest. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like forest in French is like Giles, and he hates everyone called Giles, so he's just like. <laughs> He cannot say that word out loud. It's another L name. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's like something, it sounds like something rude or something. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to say forest. How could you say forest without saying forest? The tree gathering. Collection of trees, yeah. yes. Um, place to have a nice picnic. <laughs> place where the bears go to have a picnic. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the direct um, origin It's the translation. Forest. That's yeah. what it means. The forest, the F stands for bear. <laughs> <laughs> and the forest sets for a picnic. <laughs> yeah. And there's a forest, which is a beach picnic. Yeah. And a forest, which is a mountain picnic. Mm-hmm. Those are very dangerous. Yeah. You don't want to attend one of those, especially with bears. Mm, yeah. <laughs> mountain bears. <laughs> That's scary if there are mountain bears. They have the full hiking well, gear. I mean, they haven't picnics, so maybe they're friendly. Yeah. That's true, yeah. But I don't know if that's only for bears, though. <laughs> if it's an exclusive bear-only picnic. I'll have to genius the <laughs> the rhyme and see what people say. Okay, so which one are you going for? Would he challenge other monarchs to flute battles? Did he become king when he was four? Or does he refuse to say the word forest? Um, I think it was probably the four-year-old thing. You're correct. You've got two out of three. 
That's yeah. pretty good for a quiz. And I got the first one because I, you know, I was going with the curveball option. Exactly. If yeah. you just trusted your instincts, you would have got it all right. And maybe you can flute battle, <laughs> <laughs> flute battle your worst enemies. Okay, our final game is Dreadful Investments. I have some debatably bad investment opportunities for Louis, and he must decide whether they are worth an investment or if they are completely awful. And today's theme is books. So our first book that you can invest in is an edible cooking book. If the edible cooking book has a recipe inside it yeah. to cook the book, and then you eat the book. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, if the book is like, okay, step one, season the book. <laughs> like, you season the book as yeah. you're reading it. Mm-hmm. And I think that would actually be a good idea. That would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. Would you maybe get worried that, like, you can't have the recipe without the book. It's kind of a one-time thing. Yeah. But you only need the recipe if you if you're making the book, mm. and if you make the book, then you'll have the recipe. <laughs> I like how we're just calling it the book. Maybe that's it its title. The book. Does it come with like a sachet of like a pot noodle? Yeah, it comes comes with a packet of soy sauce and, and all the ingredients, right? Well, the book like contains the ingredients slash is the ingredient. Mm. Yeah. So is each page like infused with a different flavor? Yeah. Mm. You have like one page made of tomatoes, one yeah. page made of cucumber, etc. And, and then you need to origami it up and cut yeah. it up into pieces <laughs> after that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, do you think you'd buy the book? Um, well, it depends what flavor the book was, but mm. I would, you know, if it was a nice flavor, I'd buy the book. In which section of... Like a bookstore would the book be in? In the cookery section. In the specific cooking section. Yeah, it'd be, like, be like a it'd be like a fridge that contains mm, books. And you're yeah. like, wait, this is weird. Yeah. Maybe they're just cold books. <laughs> that would be a good one. What about cold books? For cold a refreshing books. day. Sometimes the book is too hot. You're like, for wow. A, for a hot summer day, you yeah. just get an ice book. <laughs> nice cold book. Okay, let's do uh, edible cookbook. Investment or no investment? Investment. Okay, cold books, TM. Investment or no investment? Um, no investment. Oh, that's a shame. I thought we were really <laughs> brainstorming something there. What about an auto-autobiography? So my idea for this is you open the page and by some magic, maybe like machine learning or something, mm-hmm. it gathers all your data and then writes an autobiography for you. I feel like everyone would have an autobiography then. Yeah. Yeah. Would that devalue normal autobiographies? Um, I think it'd be harder to find good autobiographies. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, like, some people are, like, very successful, mm. and they have a good life story. Mm. But then there are, like, unsuccessful people who also have, like, cool stories and stuff. Yeah. So it would give an opportunity for people, like, maybe, I don't know, I want to read, like, a beekeeper's autobiography, yeah. not, like, some rich billionaire. But would you be able to, like... So it would just like do it automatically. It would do it. You just open the page and then. <laughs> I think I think that could be like dangerous because like, if you did it with OJ for example, I think it, it would probably admit to doing the murder in the book. And like, <laughs> it's like it, truthful. Like, yeah, like he it's like some kind of spell. Yeah, mm. it's Pinocchio but a book. We get Pinocchio. We cut him up. <laughs> we feed him into um, a paper machine, and that is actually how it works. Yeah, it's his magic infused into the pages, <laughs> and it grows every time you say a lie. Would you have to do it at, like, the end of your life? Or if you did it, like, when you were young, would it update itself? Um, yeah, I think it would update itself as as you go along with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, I think the downside is that 
if there's anything you want to hide from anyone, yeah, then it's just going to say it in the book. Or it might be like a diary. Like, you need to keep it very secret. Yeah. Like, uh, in a special compartment in your house. <laughs> just for your autobiography. In the, in the vault behind the painting, where mm-hmm. you keep all your secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Louis, I said don't <laughs> don't tell anyone. Okay, auto-autobiographies. Investment or no investment? Uh, investment. 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 You really did like a whole black mirror kind of. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> that is uh, awful. Well, I think it would uh, reveal the truth about stuff. Okay. So. It's good for murder trials. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, what about one sentence short stories? So it's just a book full of short stories that are only a sentence long. Um, I, I, I like read a lot and I think I'm pretty slow at reading. Mm-hmm. So it takes me like an hour to read 30 pages. I don't know if that's like average or whatever. I have no idea what's average, but I don't know. That sounds pretty good. I think it's pretty slow. So I think one word stories are. Oh, yeah. 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 So, wait, no, it's not one word. Wait, it's not one word. It's one sentence. sentence. (laughs) How would you tell a story in one word? Uh, Maybe it's a very descriptive word. Mm. Yeah. Pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the story of SpongeBob. So, do you think it would maybe be summaries of other books just in one sentence or in one word? Um, yeah, maybe. And maybe you'd have to try and guess which story it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a kind of quiz. Who do you think that would appeal to? Just slow readers? Yeah, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you then, like, brag about all your friends, like, oh, yes, I did read um, Sense and Sensibility, <laughs> when yeah. you just read either a word or <laughs> just a sentence? Yeah. And that sentence is Sense and Sensibility. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it might devalue the stories. Yeah, but then then I'd be able to read all the stories I want as mm-hmm. quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Would, because so many books are probably coming out every day, mm-hmm. would you have like, it's like those compilation albums of every year. Oh, yeah. Would you have like the short stories of 2020? And it's, yeah, it's just the whole like 300 page book, you know, like normal size, but mm-hmm. it's it's every book ever because it's all just yeah, yeah. feed form. It's every book ever. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How did they find every book? <laughs> is everyone's autobiography? No. <laughs> and it's just that each sentence is just the name of, of the person who wrote the autobiography. So it's yeah. everyone's names. Okay. Investment, no investment. Uh, investment. Okay. What about the impossible puzzle book? Puzzles you can't solve. <laughs> That's the tagline. I thought very deeply about this. Yeah. Well, usually if it's like, you'll never be able to solve this puzzle, it's mm. like sort of like a clickbait. Like, this is a very easy puzzle. Yeah. And we just want you to feel like you're smart. Uh-huh. Um, but this is like, you actually can't solve it. Mm. Um, would it like describe the puzzle or would it have like puzzles in it? Maybe it's like a crossword and like you can guess some of the words, but like after a while they like stop fitting together. Yeah. Like maybe you have like something that describes like, you know, the words honey because it's like what bee makes, but it's what bees make, what bee makes. <laughs> it's one bee, so it's a very yeah. dedicated bee. Yeah. Um, but it starts with an E or something in a crossword or mm. like a Sudoku that doesn't add up, like mm. it's impossible. Well, I think maybe if you're like so good at doing Sudokus that you just solve them too too quickly because you're like so good at them, then maybe you need one that's impossible that will actually like take you a while to do. Yeah. Maybe you could like find a way to solve it even though it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then do you get like a little prize? Maybe you get like £200 if you solve the impossible puzzle. Maybe you get to cook the book and eat it. <laughs> yeah. Special treat. Yeah. I feel like you can do that at any point. <laughs> it's not really like a unlockable <laughs> trait. 
We just make every book cookable. Mm-hmm. And once you get to the end, you cook it. Yeah. It would solve not many problems. <laughs> a limited number of problems. Okay. Impossible puzzle book. Investment, no investment. Uh, investment. What about the pictureless graphic novel? So it's a graphic novel with no pictures. Um, I mean, graphic novels have the little, the little speech bubbles, but yeah. maybe that's part of the picture. You only get the speech bubbles. Maybe it's like you have to draw the, the characters. Oh. The speech bubbles. You have to draw it yourself. Mm-hmm. You're provided the speech bubbles is sort of like a basis. Yeah. Yeah. Would it be kind of complicated? Because like you'd have to... I don't know, because sometimes like people describe themselves like they say, hi, I'm Mark, I have blue eyes and brown hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but like maybe that's like three quarters way through the book. So you'd need to read all of the speech bubbles to get a clear idea for the character no, and you, then go you, back. You just like draw someone else. Um, and then when you get to that part, you'd be like, well, he suddenly changed. Oh, he suddenly yeah. morphed into someone else. You got blue eye surgery. Yeah. <laughs> <My> classic <laughs> surgery. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you just decide and then keep on going. Mm-hmm. What if you don't have an imagination? Wouldn't it leave them out? Well, that's where you have like the basis of the speech bubbles. If yeah. it's like you just wanted to write a graphic novel, then you, you go ahead. If you don't have enough creativity to do that, then it gives you the speech bubbles and mm. you you have like a way to start. Could you then sell the graphic novel? Or is there like some weird copyright loop? Like the person who makes the mm-hmm. pictureless graphic novel now owns every single copy the copyright over every single copy of that book. Yeah, well, that's what they do. They, um, It's a scheme where they make <laughs> everyone write graphic novels, make a bunch of money off them, and then they, like, sue them all and take all the money. A scheme, you call it? Yeah, it's just a scheme. <laughs> Sounds like a scam. <laughs> uh, but they're all the same speech bubbles. Yeah. It would be interesting if you gave someone, like, a sheet of paper with, like, mm-hmm. the same dialogue, like, what they come up with. Yeah. Okay, investment, no investment. Um, I'm not going to invest because it is a it's, little bit... Uh, it's scammy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, a coloured-in colouring book. For people who like looking at colouring books, but, you know, don't have enough time to colour. Mm. So they just want to look at colour They're busy people. Yeah. It's the businessman getting on a train. He can't yeah. <laughs> colour <laughs> He can't colour in because there's no flat surface. <laughs> well, there is, but, you know, you're not going to colour in on the little... Yeah fold down tables there's not enough space to do proper art yeah so you need to a, a news agent by the train station get a colored in coloring book mm-hmm. so maybe it's maybe it's people who are like like they like they like, like draw outside the lines a lot mm. and people like make fun of them so one day they come in with oh. like a perfectly colored coloring book yeah that they that was pre-colored but no one knows it mm. yeah so it's kind of like to show off and then you get into art school. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they and live they, a lie. And then they give you an actual colouring book. Yeah. And uh, and you get kicked out. It's a it's a mad world out there. <laughs> Every coloured in colouring book has its own message. Okay, investment, no investment. Um, Investment. Yeah, it really kind of helps those people out. Yeah. What about a pop-up textbook? So it's like maybe a biology textbook, but it's got pop-up things. Um, It is making textbooks more fun. Yeah. It's like, if you're like reading about like, I don't know, volcanoes and geography or something. Yeah. Then it's kind of like boring. But then if you actually saw a volcano come out mm. and there was like paper lava and stuff floating out, <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, it's actually cool. You'd be, you'd fall in love with geography. Yeah. What if maybe like you're up late revising for something or working and you just open the page and you're <laughs> and like, then, and then a massive like, yeah. scary shark comes out and you're like, you oh, get jump scared by a volcano or yeah. a shark. Maybe it wake you up, and then you take in information. Better. <laughs> You'd be very sad that in the exam, 
it's n- no pop up. Well, maybe they make pop up exams mm. as well. It's like, <laughs> please turn over your like page. Nine marks and a massive nine pops up. Mm. <laughs> All the important information pops up. Yeah. Do you think it would be easier or worse to learn with? Um, I think that it would be harder to learn with, but it would make people want to learn more. So it would have a positive effect. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe like every time you get a pop up thing, you could take a break. You'd be like, okay, I reached the pop up shark. Pop-up. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to sit here and sit back and look at the pop up shark. Yeah. I'm going to play with its teeth. (laughs) It comes up and then it makes a face. (laughs) And finally, a lined notebook with curvy lines. Um, I mean, how much are they curving? Are they like squiggly? I say they're like enough squiggly to be like kind of distracting or impeding on the work, but they're not squiggly enough that they like go above the line above. Well, maybe it's like another art thing where Mm. it's like, you get like a like squiggly lines to write words on and you like write words and they're all distorted and then you rip off the lines and underneath are the real lines and then <laughs> and then Wait. it looks like you did all like the cool squiggly things oh. on normal lines yeah so it's like those creative. like i don't know those 60s texts where it's kind of all distorted mm-hmm. yeah but you can do it kind of freehand yeah that's kind of smart yeah, yeah. um would it have any other uses? What well, what if like um you don't want someone to use your notebook? Like maybe it's got your secrets in or something. Mm-hmm. I mean that wouldn't be great because <laughs> they'd be written in the book. But like you don't want someone to use your stationery. Yeah. So you purposefully use the curvy line book. And they'd be like they'd be so scared and shocked at all the squiggly lines um, that they'd just run away. Yeah, yeah, they'd run. Yeah. How to how to leave a party. <laughs> Maybe paper was the answer all along. <laughs> um, investment, no investment? Uh, investment. Okay, well, you've got some great investment opportunities mm-hmm. for anyone out there who wants to lose all their money. Okay, that's the end of the podcast. I've been Oliver Spicer. I've been Louis. And I hope you can join us for the next episode of Spicy, Spicy Times. Times.